Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. With the first pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. With the second pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU. With the third pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Trey Lance, quarterback North Dakota State. With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the My Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. 15th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the six-time world champion New England Patriots select Mac Jones. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Alongside with me, like always, Jerry Martinez. How are you doing? Woo, man, I think I'm still like, I don't know, man. I'm still, man, the draft got to be in a daze. I feel like, uh, I don't know, I guess, I mean, I'm I'm still on some kind of funk. I, I, I can't believe it just went, we waited so long, right? And all year for the draft to come to to see our teams improve. And, you know, some of us walked away proud from what our teams did and accomplished. And some of us a little bit disappointed, but man, it's crazy how just like that, the draft's over and uh, you're still trying to process everything, right? Just trying to process, you know, so, uh, but overall doing good, man. And uh, looking forward to this new season and, uh, and college season. And of course the actual NFL. Yeah, Jerry, let's go and recap uh, the 2021 NFL draft. So the first couple of picks, we kind of had a good idea that it was going to be one Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville and uh, second, Zach Wilson going to New York Jets. Now, at, with the third pick, a wild card in this year's draft, the 49ers, what were they going to do? We knew they were going to draft a quarterback. We just didn't know who. 
Well, they ended up picking Trey Lance. Uh, you know, we both thought it was going to be Justin Fields, but that ended up being the pick. Yeah, actually, my mock draft, I had Mac Jones. I, I fell into the hype, right? The draft, the draft yeah. hype, so to say. I think if anything, it was uh, it was crazy because I mean, the last time we we knew for sure the lock of one and two was Andrew Luck and uh, Robert Griffin the yeah. third. And in this case, we had Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Philadelphia the two, and then wow. Trey Lance and 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 then Shanahan said that the whole entire time it was just Trey Lance. I don't know if I believe that because there was multiple reports and we actually had on Matt Mayoko, yeah, the, you know, 49er insider. Yeah, um, if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, it's still worth your guys' time. Make sure you guys go do so. Uh, he was convinced it was going to be Mac Jones from everything you read and heard, but then he also mes- uh, mentioned Justin Fields' name, yeah. Uh, it, it, it just it's just unique and i think i'm gonna have to be i think i'm gonna have to jump on on ship with you on this one i don't think that they were ready to make a a decision uh up until the until the end and i think that that pick trey lance just shifted the entire draft around yeah because again so multiple uh reports came out saying that kyle shanahan wanted to draft mac jones but the scouting department and john lynch wanted trey lance and to even throw like a wrench into everything, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron we can't Rogers. forget to talk about Aaron Rodgers because before the draft even started, there was a uh, report saying that the Niners called the Packers um, asking about Aaron Rodgers' um, services. So everyone was kind of confused, like, well, wait, it was like, why are they calling the Packers for Aaron Rodgers? Well, about 45 minutes later, it comes out that Aaron said that he does not want to play with the Packers anymore. It's nuts, right? I mean, all this stuff is happening while – of the NFL draft is going on. Uh, well, that, it just literally happened before two days. It just shows you, man, NFL is king amongst, amongst all sports, right? But, yeah, most uh, definitely. Yeah, when it comes to news breaking. But, yeah, I mean, what storylines? And, and it's just insane, right, what some teams will do for a superstar quarterback. And, you know, with with all fairness aside, I, I, I just to kind of clear some things up with the whole Trey Lance, I know that, there's some, there's some, you know, mix. There's just mixed emotions from fans, from 49er fans to just people that just watch football on Trey Lance. But, you know, I was big on Trey Lance. I like what he, what he was able to do. Uh, that one, I know last year he had that one exhibition game and it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but the, the year before that, no picks, looked like a, an amazing quarterback and played in a pro style offense. So, I mean, here we go, man. 49ers got their, their franchise quarterback. Yeah, and, and to me, um, the reason why I think that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were lying that they, you know, that they wanted to pick Trey Lance all along is the Aaron Rodgers deal. If you already knew what quarterback you wanted to take, why are you going to trade up for an older quarterback that maybe has two or three years remaining to play in the NFL? Yeah, you never know. It's kind of it's kind of odd. Uh, but sometimes some people, you know, how do they say they'll sell their soul to the devil to get that championship ring, man? So <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch wanted that bad, but I mean, they they they've been there. They they know what a Super Bowl. Oh, Kyle Shanahan's been there twice. He knows exactly the magnitude of the actual Super Bowl, but he has not yet to, yet been able to get, uh, bring home the ring. Yeah, and then let's talk about a couple of quarterbacks that slid down. So let's talk about Mac Jones. So obviously, a lot of people had him penciled in going third overall to the Niners. 
Well, he ends up dropping to the uh, New England Patriots, so he's going to be presumably the, the franchise quarterback for the Patriots going forward. Yeah, shout out Kendall, man. Kendall Willie, uh, I know from the get-go, he he said it too, man. He uh, said, man, I would love to see Mac Jones as a Patriot, and for them not even having to give away any Nothing. draft assets and just fall right to their laps, I think overall, I think that, you know, if you're a Patriots fan, you should feel some kind of sigh of relief because if anything, uh, I don't know about you. Well, I know about you because we've been around Patriots insiders and yeah. Patriots. We've had Patriots insiders. We've had Patriots content creators on. And the the consensus was, hey, just give us back Jimmy G. And what was the biggest comp for, for Mac Jones? Jimmy G. Jimmy Tom G. Brady. So, yeah, well, Tom Brady, right? But Jimmy G, right? So, and yeah. it's crazy, right? Because they were able to get that in. So, you know, I, I think ultimately Cam Newton, it will have a good year. I say that with confidence. I'm not saying a great, great, great year. I'm just saying I think he will have a good year. And if not, you got Mac Jones. He looks like a smart kid. Uh, he looks like a very um, confident kid. Uh, he's a very confident young man. Uh, he looks smart, like he can pick up the playbook, and I think that he's going to fit in right in. Right, I think he's going to just mesh right in very well with the Pats, uh, with the whole Pats organization and offensive scheme. I think if if the Niners didn't uh, uh, draft Trey Lance and they would have drafted someone else that was maybe more pro ready than him, I think Jimmy Garoppolo would have probably been traded if the New England Patriots weren't able to draft Mac Jones. Um, I, you know, I'm just curious about those conversations that happened that day. You know, did the know the Niners were going to go with Trey Lance and keep Jimmy G? I mean, obviously reports had came out the Niners saying that, hey, Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback for the Niners next year. Um, you know, it's just I'm just curious if that had anything to do with that. Yeah. And, and there's other storylines. I don't know if you've been able to catch up or keep up with them, but uh let's let's talk about one of the biggest fumbles in the I think in the draft. I, and I'm going to go with the the Denver Broncos. You you in the offseason they solidified the cornerback position. They signed Ronald Darby. They signed uh Cal Fuller, right? Cal Fuller was is an all pro, he's a Pro Bowl cornerback. Ronald Darby's no he's no walk in the park. He's actually a very solid, yeah, a solid corner who can play inside outside for you. And then you still have uh Michael uh Ujimaida, uh out of Iowa who made some big plays for you that la- last year. You still got Justin Simmons in the background, but then pick nine or yeah, pick ninth. They they instead of going with a franchise quarterback yeah. or maybe even an offensive lineman. Now, when we look at it, because look what happened to Juwan James yesterday. You know, Juwan James blew his, uh, his Achilles. Yeah. That's it. His season is done. Now they the Broncos select Patrick Sertan in a position that was not needed. But when you stop, you look at it. From what I was from some of the reports I heard was they've selected Patrick Sertan and an attempt to use Sertan to trade to the Packers. Yes. And and future compensation picks, right? Future yeah. first round picks to get Aaron Rodgers. And look yeah. at this. It backfired, man. Yeah. Well, well Jerry, let, let's let's hold the conversation right there and let's let's talk about this whole trade between the Broncos and Packers potentially. So um if you're the Packers, um, they can't do this deal before June first just because Correct. of cap reasons, right? So Correct. I still think they're a player to trade for Aaron Rodgers because um, definitely we know about the quarterback situation. And maybe that's what they knew and say, hey, man, look, we're going to go all in, try to trade for Aaron Rodgers. 
Why are we going to draft a quarterback? But I was surprised because Justin Fields was there and they didn't pick him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a shocker. I thought, I mean, that in my, in, in my mock draft, let's look at it real quick. I had Jaguars going Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jets going Zach Wilson, 49ers going Mac Jones, Falcons go Kyle Pitts, Bengals go Jamar Chase. I had the Dolphins selecting Devontae Smith, Lions selecting Panay Sewell, Panthers selecting Rashawn Slater, Broncos selecting Justin Fields. I thought right there, that was going to be the great spot for him. Justin Fields as a Broncos quarterback, man, they could have easily been right there neck and neck with all the AFC West teams because the AFC West teams, they all have their quarterback uh, uh, for the future, for the now and for the future. And right now, Drew Locke has not been the answer as we talked about it previously. Yeah, and let's talk about the actual team that drafted Justin Fields, a team that traded up to, to draft Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears. Sania Isaac, congratulations. You guys finally have a franchise quarterback from the looks of it. Bravo, bravo, Chicago Bears, man. Let's give them a round of applause, man. I think that it takes guts, man, to, to, to go ahead and cash in. Uh, but it just shows you the importance of having a franchise-type quarterback. And I'll tell you this, that's exactly what they're getting and and man, they did some good things uh, with the remaining draft picks. They went and got them uh, uh, offensive lineman who I had, and how many people had going in the first round. Tevin Jenkins from yeah. Oklahoma State. They actually came away with him in this, uh, their second round pick. You know, he fell in the draft and he fell right to the team that needed him the most, right? And then later on, they they addressed the offensive line position again. So now that two-year window that they have with that defense just got a lot yeah. bigger with a stud quarterback like Justin Fields, man. And, and what that tells me is that ownership gave Nagy and Ryan Pace couple, at least a couple more years there in Chicago. So I think it's the right move. Um, you, now you have a quarterback. You have a great defense. You have a good running game. You have a stud wide receiver a potential step tight end and Cole Komet that was drafted last year at a Notre Dame. So yep. the Alan future Robinson. looks bright for the Chicago bears. Yeah. Allen Robinson. They still got, they still got their wide receivers pretty much uh, intact almost. I know that I know there's some people out there that say, Oh, they need a running back. Man, they got a good team in place. Man. Yeah, they do. Uh, but, it, they got a lot better. And, and Jerry, I, I do have to admit my favorite pick in the first round of the draft was Micah Parsons uh, being drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. You know, honestly, uh, <laughs> honestly, I think that when you look at the Cowboys as a whole and as a team, um, I cannot be upset with this pick personally. You know, me being following the, the Cowboys, I think that overall, when they how they finished on defense last year, they finished uh, in, in their total defense. It wasn't so much their pass offense that gave up the most. It was the actual rush defense that gave up the most. That's why the Cowboys were in twenties in total defense, and the rush defense was one of the worst in the actual league. And you know, you had running backs that were able to get you know five to seven yards on you on almost every down. They couldn't stop. They couldn't stop a running back. Now you bring in Michael Parsons. Not only has the attitude and the aggression, but man, like like I said, right? He's bringing attitude. Yeah. That 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 defense is no longer a that defense is no longer a soft defense, so to say, right? It's it's gonna have attitude, it's gonna have style, and it's gonna have aggression. And like you said, 
Uh, I love I love the pick. I think that I mean as much as as much as we've seen Leighton Vanderish and uh, Jalen Smith make some plays in the past. They're not quite the same players anymore. I mean, I don't know what it is. I know uh, Leighton Vanderish had some neck issues coming into the league, and it looks like they've been creeping up on him. I, you know, it's one of those things where that that position is uncertain. And if there's not a defensive tackle there that can help you stop the, the the defense, then what do you do? You look for an impact player, and what they found was they found an impact player and got Michael Parsons. So, like I said, he can rush and he can cover. I think maybe down the line. Maybe he, maybe uh, from what I've been hearing, Cowboys are going to be running. Uh, they're going to they're going to continue to running a uh, a new uh, a different kind of. They're going to be a hybrid defense. They're still going to they're going to be running three four. So maybe Micah will be an outside linebacker, but I think eventually Micah will be the the replacement middle linebacker kind of uh, to the do it all Mike backer, and he's going to bring speed four three nine forty. Wow, yeah. Jerry, who was the team that had the best draft? Oh, man. It just depends. Uh, that's kind of a real broad question there. So I think. Well, I, well I, let me let me rephrase the question. Who helped their team best? Wow. That's a that's a man. I honestly, that's a great, great question. I think that overall, this is probably one of the best drafts overall, because I think almost every single team addressed not only needs, but they got best player available. Yeah. Um, if you're asking me who do I like, whose teams do I mean, whose drafts do I like? Um, let, let's start with that. Let's start there, right? So I I'm a big fan of team building. That's 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 my that's my thing. And 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 you know, for the listeners that that have been following us for a while, you guys know that I love team building. It's just that's just what I love. Uh I love to see what a GM and a coach do when they work together. Uh, I want to give my hats off to the Detroit Lions. I mean, they, 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 if you look at what they did, they drafted Panay Sewell in yeah. the first round. They took Levi Onzeruki. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always butcher his name out of Washington, who I felt was when I, when I, when I watched him, he was the top defensive tackle in this year's draft class. And then you got a, uh, Aleem McNeil out of uh, NC State, man, that that guy is like, he's just he's just one of those guys who's just a spark plug, man. He's also another defensive tackle, um, you know. And then you know everybody was kind of like really harsh on the Lions because they're like, we don't we don't have no wide receivers. And then later on, you know, you know we don't have no wide receivers. Boom, they draft a corner. And then boom, they draft a wide receiver, uh, Armand St. Brown. St. Brown. Yeah. And out of USC. And you know, some people have him. I've had I've man, I've heard I've heard people from the eastwestfootballnetwork.com draft class, you know, say he's gonna be the next Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? For them to be able to add key pieces like that and then add OB uh, Melon, uh well, you should know his you should know OB a little bit more than I do. Uh, but they drafted his brother, the corner, to go up to pair him opposite. Overall, the Detroit Lions really helped set the foundational groundwork in place. Uh, but there's another team I would like to give props for props is due, and that's the that's actually the Carolina Panthers. You know, Matt Rule is the type of coach that says, you know, 
Uh, I don't care what you think. I'm building my team the way I like it. And he yeah. went, he got himself JC Horn and he made him the first uh, defensive player. Uh, overall, he made him the first defensive player uh, just taken in this year's draft draft class. And, you know, people, people can argue Micah Parsons was the, was the number one yeah. defensive player. So, you know, looking at the Panthers, he takes JC Horn, but then he doesn't stop there. I mean, he continues to add pieces in place. He gets Terrace Marshall, who I thought was going to be a for sure first rounder. He took Terrace Marshall as his wide receiver to help out Sam Darnold. Then later on, he 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 struck gold with Brady Brady Christensen, who yeah. was an offensive tackle for BYU. Uh, I think that you know a lot of people are big on him and feel that he can develop to be a franchise left tackle. Then later on, you got Davion Nixon. Who you pair him next to last year's pick, uh, defensive tackle Derek Brown? Holy moly, the Panthers are coming to play. So I'll tell you this: if the Saints are, if the Saints are wounded and they're, they're they're down, and the Falcons can't find stride, watch out! The Panthers are going to be right there in that division. So that division is getting really interesting. Uh, but immediate help right now, and 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 I think who who I can honestly say walked away with with some with some dubs uh, uh, from the actual draft class itself. Man, uh, I I I look at the I look at the Chicago Bears, man. I think that you know they're they're in a win mode situation. They understand that the defense can stop Aaron Rodgers. They just never had the offense to uh, be able to put up those numbers. And I think that they got a Justin, they got a a player that can actually become their actual franchise quarterback and and start from day one. Who had the worst draft? And I know it's hard <laughs> to say because none of these players have played yet, but. Yeah. Just from seeing everything, what is the one team that you're like, I can't believe they drafted this way? Yeah. Well, it, and it, and it's funny, right? Because, you know, we got to give these teams three years to to really, truly develop. Um, man, I'm going to have to say the Saints, man. Um, I think and, that they, they kind yeah, of reached. Jerry, and they wanted to trade up as well they for did. defensive back, but they just weren't able to. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just saying. Yeah. At that at that point at, at that position, I mean you gotta you gotta you gotta you you I mean I understand the Saints are still gonna be the Saints they're still gonna be able to be right there in the division with the with the Bucks, but I'm just saying at that position you want to be able to still find a player that can give you you know an impact on your team whether it be a rotational or what a rotational player. Now don't get me wrong I like the prospect a lot. Um, and that's uh, Peyton, the defensive end out of Houston. Yeah. But, I mean, how else can you help out, you know, Jamison Winston? You know, maybe get, get some offensive uh, – get, 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 get yourself another offensive weapon that, that maybe like a, a, another wide receiver, a stud wide receiver that can go opposite of Michael Thomas and take some yeah. of that pressure off of him. You know what I mean? Uh, shoot, and you and could, then Jerry – then they cut Jared Cook? They did. They did. Um, so yeah, I, I when I look when I look, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the Saints. Like I said, the Saints are gonna be right there, but I just think that they could have done just a little bit more. Uh they could have done a little bit more to help out. They also need a help at cornerback at the cornerback position, uh, especially with the uncertainty of Marshawn Lattimore. We don't He's probably know. gonna be suspended, man. At least four to six games, I I'm assuming. And, and you see, you, you could have still I I, I think I I would have rather liked reaching on a corner 
then on a on a defensive end, you 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 already have Marcus Davenport, and you still have Cameron Jordan. You have a a one to two year window with Cameron Jordan. I think that if you would have brought in a corner, it would have been one of those things where it gives you like a little bit of breathing space, especially with Tom Brady having three free. Well, he they resigned Antonio Brown, didn't they? Yeah. Well, let's not forget OJ Howard's coming back from a torn ACL too. You see, I mean, you need to be able to have that that defensive sub package out there. So, uh, and I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to sound too harsh on the saints. Uh, I think there's a lot of teams out there that, that a lot of teams out there that that they, they did breach and some, some, some teams played it smart. Vikings was one of the smarter teams being able to still get the player they want and trade down, uh, get assets for it. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I I question, I question the giants picking to Tooney that I, I don't know. I, I like what they did because they, they were able to get uh, two first round picks. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, I would I probably wouldn't. I, I would have looked at the landscape a little bit better because I mean, man, looking coming around the second round, you could have you could have had yourself another wide receiver in the in the second at the second round because of how how early they were picking. Biggest surprise in this year's draft. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go with. Well, there's two right. Like the biggest surprise. I, I I would have to say there's two big surprises. Jeremiah Wusso, right? They call him joke. Yeah. Uh, Kurma, he fell out of the first round. And the guy's a baller. And he fell to a very scary team. And that's the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So I, I think that that was a, a big surprise uh, seeing him fall out of the first round. Um, and then the Raiders being bold and, and saying, I don't care what any fan or any, you know, scout or any non Raider scout and any, uh, guru has to say we're going to continue building our team the way we want and i i mean i you know when we when we would go back and forth on the draft team there's a lot of people that were not big on leatherwood i for, i thought leatherwood was a second rounder mm-hmm. personally yeah uh i like i like what he brings to the running game i think that he could be a great uh i think that he's going to be a great guard uh that helps helps establish the run yeah. early uh, but hey, man! I mean, the Raiders made it up for it and getting Trevon uh, Moyrig. Yeah, uh, that guy's a big time player. I think you know some people want to give give him. You know, people don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But you know, you got to go out there and, and do your homework. Why why did he look flat footed at times? Well, yeah. that, well, if you actually go and you look, there's other podcasts out there that actually bring in their positional coaches, and that's what their positional coach asked, or that's what their defensive corner asked. Trevon Mori Rick to, to play is flat footed and yeah. him and our Darius Washington uh, played off of each other and were able to make big, big plays. But the, I think that those are two of the biggest surprises, but the last surprise is seeing Mac Jones fall straight, straight to the, yeah. that's the hugest surprise. Mac Jones falling straight to the Patriots. Jerry, what about Travis Etienne being drafted by the Jags with James Robinson? I mean, he was the ideal number one back, but now it, it might be Travis Etienne. Yeah, I I I think I just think overall how can you help out your quarterback uh you, you know your stud franchise future franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence and and that's get the ball out of his hands quickly. Yeah. So I I think if anything um they're going to have to be very creative. I I I would have thought that maybe perhaps gain an offensive lineman to continue to 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 help Protective. both yeah. yeah, well, not only protect them, yeah. but help with the defensive line. Or, I'm sorry, with the actual uh, rush defense. Uh, I mean, 
rush offense. Blo- yeah, yeah, rush offense with the blocking and pass defense. I mean, pass blocking. I'm sorry. Uh, I think that that would have helped out Trevor just a little bit more, but I understand it. Najee did some special things in college. And I mean, what the quarterback wants, the quarterback gets. And yeah. uh, I think that uh, Trevor Lawrence has proved his pedigree is at that level where whatever he wants, he'll get. Yeah, and Najee Harris landing, I think, with the perfect team in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, I think with the way he runs, he looks like a Steeler. I mean, he's just huge, fast. Uh, man, he just he and he could break away from tackles like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think that 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 like you said in a nutshell, perfect Steeler running back. All right, Jerry. Before we wrap up the show, any final thoughts on the 2021 NFL Draft? Oh man, I I would have to say this. It's uh, it's one of those things where, in in the grand scheme of things, you know, I I've never claimed to know any more any more than anybody else. You know, what I do is I watch you know my college games and I keep up with my college games and I keep up with these with these players. I have a, a fabulous draft team. I have a family a fabulous team just in general. Uh, with you guys and and everybody in in general and uh, i enjoy what i i enjoy this so much it's a passion of mine but uh if anything it just goes to show you no matter how much work you put into it what do we really know right because when it comes to the nfl draft it's just complete it's a complete melee it's craziness yeah aside from the first two picks that we know nothing else was really certain and that's the one thing about the draft is nothing is for sure and uh, a lot of uncertainty well said well hey guys that's gonna go and wrap it up for this edition of the east west football podcast again for jerry myself thank you so much for listening catch us next week have a great night today is working for me do you believe that for yourself Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.